Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. How many want to receive something new and fresh? Yes. Sustain us, right? Not just for another day, but for a lifetime. Amen. Hallelujah. And man, I wish I was preaching today, but I'm not. But I'm going to ask Mike if you would just come up here and I'm going to talk some great things about you. So I met, when we first opened the church, this young man, he's going to share, so I'm not going to share his testimony, but he came to the church, we were maybe like, man, maybe six months old or something at the high school, shared his testimony, and from the first moment I met him, my heart connected to his heart. We were just connected, and uh, we haven't had that much interaction over the last four and a half years, but we see each other, when we see each other, it's like family. And so about a month ago, I said, I'm up here in Phyllis, are you preaching, man? If he was available. And, uh, man, just so proud, man. This guy is killing it up in Maine. And, and, uh, and, and just sensitive to the Holy Spirit, humble. Um, I, 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 I say this very, very sincerely, man. I don't spend a lot of time with him. But because I know he's a man of God, I, I trust this man with my life. You know? I think he'll take a bullet for me, maybe. No, but I love him. I love him. He's gonna, I'm not going to take his steel as thunder, so, but, but can we just give him one just hand of applause for the guy? Come on, he's probably the first pastor that ever said my last name right. Come on, somebody. Amen. Let's give God glory just for that. Come on. Do I got about five people in this place today that can get up on their feet and give Jesus some glory just for about five seconds? I said just for about five seconds. Oh, I feel the glory of God in this house. Come on. Come on. Back on this side. Can I hear y'all? Sit down before some people get filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Amen. I feel like I'm at home already. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. God is good. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Mark and, and Wanda, we just want to thank God for you guys. Come on, somebody. Let's give it up for your pastors. Come on. Glory to God. So I am, I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the home of the six-time Super Bowl champions. Can I get an Amen. They shut the mic down on me. Come on. What is it? Fly Eagles Fly. Glory to God. Praise God. Look, we just want to thank you guys for uh, letting us be here with you um, today. We um we are doing a work in Maine, and let me tell you something. The culture up there is very different than here. Come on, right? But God. It don't matter where you go, the presence of God is always with you. Come on, somebody, amen? You know, even if you're in a valley today, 
the presence of God is with you. Come on, somebody, right? When, when God is in it, come on, there is no limits. And I'm going to speak a word to y'all today that I believe is going to encourage you to go to places no other man or woman is called to go. That God is getting ready to mark this city, to mark this church, to mark the people of God in the city of Philadelphia for a move of the Holy Spirit that God is getting ready to pour out. Oh, oh come on, somebody. Amen. Praise God. I feel like that. I feel like preaching today. Is that okay? Come on, I feel like preaching. Today, I got a word for you that God has been brewing in my spirit for you guys since I talked to Pastor Mark uh, probably a couple weeks ago or so. And he uh, so graciously invited me to come speak to you guys. Um, but today, I'm going to talk about a man. And this man's name is Elijah. How many of you guys know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Elijah. And I'm going to talk about today the power of prayer. Come on, somebody. That how many of you know that there's power in prayer? There's power in your praise. There's power in your prayers that go to heaven. That you got a connection. You got a connection in heaven that you can pull down what's in the invisible, visible, in the visible realm and pull it down here to the physical visible realm and display and manifest the kingdom of God in your life. Come on somebody, amen? That's, you know, there's something, there's something as a king's kid that we got. Come on somebody. We have, we have authority and power over the schemes of the enemy. Come on. That, I love my sister. She was up here and she said, man, everything has been thrown at me. My car broke down. I couldn't even get to church. But one thing is not, and she, she said, my praise, the enemy will not steal. Come on, somebody, right? The praise belongs to you, Jesus. And I will not stop shouting. I will not stop preaching. I will not stop prophesying. Because God saved my life. Come on, somebody. So I'm just going to take you back about five years ago real quick. So about five years ago, I was a heroin addict. I was shooting about 50 bags of heroin a day. My life was a mess. I was out of control. I was running the streets of Pittsburgh like a wild man, robbing, stealing everything I could. Come on, some of y'all been there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to some people that have been through some things. Come on, right? And, and as I was on the streets of Pittsburgh, a man was preaching in a church. And I came into the back of the church and I sat in the back of this man declared that he was a heroin addict for 26 years. And God saved his life. And I remember sitting in the back of that church and saying to myself, God, if you're real, you're going to do the same thing in my life that you've done in that man's life. Because God is not a perspective person. Come on, somebody, right? If God can set you free from a heroin addiction, God can set you free from anything that you're going through today. Because he's a deliverer. Come on, somebody. He's a deliverer. That's what he does. Glory to God. So five years ago, I was running the streets of Pittsburgh, a mess. And I remember one day, November 15th of 2013, I went up to Bangor, Maine. I didn't even know Maine existed. Come on, somebody, right? I was like, God, where are you taking me? But I remember I came into a city reach men's recovery home, and right in that living room, I gave my heart to Jesus, and my life has not been the same since. I'm here to tell you, when you surrender to God, there is nothing that is impossible. Now, I have a wife. Come on, I got a beautiful wife. Glory to God. Come on. And so, 
I had a son two years ago. I never thought I was going to be able to have kids. I thought I was going to die by the time I was 25 years old. I have a wife. I have a kid. And I pastor a church. And I'm here to tell you that God, when he's in it, there's nothing that he cannot do. Come on, somebody. Amen? Glory to God. Pastor Paul, I remember I came. And we were, it was a school, right? It was a school they were in. And you know one thing I'll tell you about your pastors is they will take the, 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 the enemy by his neck and they will ring him out because they don't play games. Come on, somebody, amen. They don't want to play church no more, but they want to see a revival take place in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, in the city of Philadelphia. Because, when listen, when God, when, when, when God ordains something, the enemy cannot stop it. Amen? And we're going to see that in, in, in Elijah's life. So I'm going to get to my sermon now, if I can. Come on, because I only got a little bit of time. Come on, somebody. So we're going to get through this. Come on, glory to God. See, everybody here, in the, everybody here, your house is wired, right? You got, you got wires. You got electricity that comes through the walls. But you cannot get these lights on, these beautiful lights that they have here. You cannot get them on unless you turn them on. Let me, let me talk about this for about two minutes real quick. Because here is the reality. A lot of Christians nowadays, they have the access, but they're not clicking the switch on in their life. Come on, somebody, right? They're not clicking the switch on to say, God, I have access to your power. I have access and authority to turn the lights on and turn them off whenever I want to. I'm here to tell somebody that you are the point of contact for revival to start in your home. You are the person that God is calling to start a revival in your household. You're the person that is called to start revival at your workplace. You are the point of contact for the power of God to flow through. Come on, somebody. In God, God always wants you to know that he has something special for your life. See, my first point for you today, as we look at the, 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 the man Elijah, as we look, we're going to go to 1 Kings. So if you have your Bibles with you, why don't you turn with me to 1 Kings. And we're going to pick it up in chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. And before I get there, you know, in First Kings, First Kings chapter 17, verse 1, Elijah, he closes the heavens. And listen to me. This is something that I believe God wants to break loose here in this in this body. God wants to break this loose in this city. God wants to open up the heavens in the city of Philadelphia for the anointing and the power of God to flow in. Come on, somebody. But Elijah, we see here in, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, he closed the heaven. But something changed in Elijah's mind through one chapter. And in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, we see that Elijah just started declaring that the heavens would be open. But listen to me, sometimes we want an open heaven, but we do not want to surrender everything to God. We want God to bless us, but we don't want him to change us. See, God wants to change you before you get to your destiny. Because what you're about to walk into, there needs to be a proven process that you go through. Because when you get to your destiny, it's going to be so big that some things got to come about of you. See, Elijah, he understood that the heavens would not open until the idolatry stopped. 
sometimes we got to kill some things before we get to where God has called us to be. Oh, my good God, have mercy. Look at this. We see here in 1 Kings. I'm going to skip a couple of my points because I only got a little bit of time. And I got some... I got some news for you guys that something is about to happen in your life today. Look with me at 1 Kings chapter 18. We're going to pick it up in verse 41. We can get that up on the screen. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. And we're going to read the word of God. We're going to read the word of God. The Bible says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink. For there is a sound. Somebody look to the neighbor and say a sound. Look to your other neighbor and say the time is now. Oh, I feel that in my spirit. It's the sound of abundance of rain. Not just a little rain. He said he heard the sound of abundance of rain. Oh, good God, have mercy. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. Ahab had something better to do than to push into the presence of God. Sometimes some of us, we get to that place. We want to go eat and drink, but we don't want to push into the presence. But I'm here to tell you that God is about to break that stinking thinking straight up out of your mind today. And you're going to leave here wanting to push into more of God and more of his spirit than you ever have before. Come on, somebody. Amen. And Elijah, Elijah understood that he had a mission. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of y'all got some missions that y'all need to get to going to. Come on, amen. Maybe some of y'all are in this place and your kids ain't serving God. But I'm declaring today that they're coming home. That sons and daughters are coming home today. That they're no longer going to serve the enemy no longer. But we break that spirit over them and we command them to come home in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Good God. We thank you, Lord. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Elijah went up to the top of the mountain, and he said, I'm on a mission. Come on, somebody. Look to your neighbor and tell him, say, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. <laughs> he said he got to the top of the mountain. But Elijah had to position himself. Uh -huh. Let me say that again. I said Elijah had to position himself. If we look at what this really means in the Old Testament, when he put his hand, when he put his hands on his knee, put his head between his knees, this was a position of labor that Elijah was in. I believe that God is positioning this body and positioning your life for something to be birthed up out of you that is going to impact the nations. Oh, glory to God. Elijah, there was a drought. There was a drought in the land for three years. Pastor Mark, there may, there, there may have been a drought in Philadelphia, but never again. Come on, somebody, amen. There's never going to be a drought because a man and a woman of God obeyed the voice of the Lord. And look what happened. I'm telling you, the greatest days of City Reach Philly is right around the corner. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. Elijah got himself in a position. He got himself in a position of prayer. To push out <laughs> one of the greatest miracles that he would ever see. But 
You see, in this story, it would have been easy for Elijah to go up and eat and drink with Ahab. See, sometimes there's some people in your life that are trying to get you to go one way, but you know God has called you another way. What you need to do is stop listening to negative Nancy all the time and go after what God has called you to do because you know what he's called you because it's burning on the inside of you. that you can't contain it anymore. Oh, so Elijah got to the top of the mountain and he said, I'm going to position myself for something great. And you know, my wife, thank God for women. Come on, somebody, let's just give it up for women in this place. Because I'm getting ready to talk about some painful things. Come on. All my ladies in the house, come on, amen. There they are. So, Elijah, what would happen in the Old Testament is that women, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't a bed for them to give birth to their kids. They would literally just have to get down and push the baby out. Come on, right? There was no epidural. There was none of that stuff back then. They would just have to push the baby out. And Elijah found himself in the middle of labor because he was pregnant with something that had to come out of him. I'm telling you that you're pregnant with something that has to come out of you. Come. And as Elijah, he was in this place. He was in this place of, of pushing. He was in this place of labor. And as he was pushing, and as he was saying, God, I know the miracle is on its way. It might be rough now, but I understand something is coming our way. Elijah found himself in that position. Elijah found himself in a position of a breakthrough. Elijah positioned himself for something great to happen. And what, let, let's continue to read this story. So watch this. So the Bible says that put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, had a servant, he had something with him. And he, he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. Uh, what's he looking for? What you doing, Elijah? You up here with your head between your knees. You, you, you look a little crazy right now. Sometimes you might look a little crazy and people may gossip about you or lie about you, but you better tell them, just get in line. Come on, somebody, right? Because when you are going to where God has called you to go, you're going to have a lot of naysayers. You're going to have a lot of haters. But I'm telling you, God has marked your life. <laughs> Elijah found himself in this place. And let's, let's read this. As he's telling his servant, he said, go up now and look towards the sea. And so he went up and looked and he said, bro, there's nothing. What are you telling me to go look for? How many of us in this place, you don't have to raise your hand, but sometimes we're in this position of labor. We're in this position of pushing. We're in this position of wanting breakthrough. We're in this position that, God, we want to give birth to this miracle. But it does not seem like it's happening. Uh, come on. Don't act like you, don't act right now like everything that you pray for goes right as planned. Come on, right? But but here's the here's the reality. Elijah said, "Go and look, look for a sign, look for something, look look for something that's coming our way." And watch this, watch this. What what the Bible says. And then he said there was nothing but, and he said seven times, "Go again, seven times, go again." Don't stop now. Don't stop now. 
son. Don't stop now, daughter, because I'm telling you, your miracle is on its way. That the time is now for a revival to bust out in your life and for you to see the glory of God being manifested all around you. Watch this. I love the Bible. How many people love the Word of God? Come on, somebody. Amen. If you love the Word of God, give about a three-second praise real quick. Come on, somebody. I love the Bible. Watch this. In 44, the Bible goes on to say, then it came to pass the seventh time. Somebody look to your neighbor and say the seventh time. Seventh time. So you mean to tell me it didn't happen the first time? Uh-oh. Sometimes what you need to do is just keep pushing in. Yeah, because you think it should happen one way, but God said, my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher. My ways are higher than your ways. See, sometimes we think we all got to figure it out. I was there. I was a young preacher. I was like, I got this. Soon as I said I got this, God was like, no, you don't. Boom, get off that horse. Come on, somebody, right? Because pride cometh before the fall. Come on, right? We can't act like we got it all together, but we got to say, I know one who does have it all together. Come on. Amen. I know one that hung the stars in the sky. I know one that created everything. Come on. Glory to God. Look to your neighbor. Tell them the time is now. The time is now. Passed the seventh time, and he said, <laughs> he said, there is a cloud. There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising up out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. And go down before the rain stops you. Go down before the rain stops you. Elijah now felt in his spirit to go to Mount Carmel to pray. And as he was praying for that breakthrough, it was not happening. But as they said, he sent his servant the seventh time that he seen the, a cloud the size of a man's hand. And let's be honest, our hands are not that big. Come on, somebody, right? But all Elijah had to see was a little something, something that God was doing. He just needed to see a little glimpse of what God was doing. And he said, you better go get Ahab. You better go get the chariots because the rain is coming. All Elijah had to see was a little bit. He only needed to see that hand. He only needed to see a little something of what God was doing. Because Elijah positioned himself in prayer. And when we position ourselves in prayer, we give God the opportunity to move as he wants to move in our life. See, today I, I didn't come just to have church. But I, I come to usher in the presence of God. I come to usher in the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, somebody, right? Elijah, Elijah found himself in such a place of faith. There was a drought for three years, the Bible says. But he understood that when God was in it, there was no limits. Come on. Watch this. Let's, let's continue to read this in 45. Now it happened... 
in the meantime, somebody look to their neighbor and say, in the meantime. You know, as you're praying and as you're seeking God, in the meantime, he's already working out your destiny. Let me say that again. As you're being faithful, cleaning the bathroom at the church, God is over here. In the meantime, get your destiny ready for you to walk up into. Come on, somebody. As you're being faithful with the small over here, God is already working out something over here. And he's saying, by God, I'm going to have my way. In the meantime. In the meantime. Glory to God. Watch this. Now what happened in the meantime that the sky became black. <laughs> the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a and there was a heavy a heavy a heavy rain. It wasn't just a little rain but it was heavy. You know why it was heavy? Because Elisha was in a position of giving labor to a miracle. And let me tell you something. The bigger the miracle, the harder the labor is going to be. The bigger the baby, come on, all my ladies that can testify. The bigger the baby, the bigger the head, the more pain you're going to go through. <laughs> But this is the same in the spirit. As you get ready to give birth to a miracle, as you get ready to give birth to a move of God, as you get ready to, to give birth to your kids being saved, as you get ready to give birth to the very thing God spoke to you, the harder that labor is going to be. The more pushing it's going to take. More pain that you're going to go through. But let me tell you something. Your pain that you've been through is for a purpose. Can I get somebody to testify? The pain that you went through in your past. You know, I can walk up to a heroin addict and tell them they can be set free because I've been through that. I went through that. I know how that is. And I now have authority to go up to them and let them know that there's a better way. I'm here to tell you your past. Oh, good God. Your past. It's for a purpose. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but the things you've been through in your life, God is getting ready to use that. He's ready to put you up somewhere on a mantle and say, look, this is my son, this is my daughter. And whom I set free. And whom I love. Remember, remember when Jesus got water baptized, the Father spoke and said, that's my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And if you look at that, that's what we need to walk in. We need to walk in knowing that we're loved by God. You may fall and you may make a mistake, but I'm here to tell you, you better get back up because you are on a mission. Come on, somebody. And the time is now to see God move in your life. Watch this. As I get ready to wrap this up, I don't know if we can have the team come up or well, I don't know what we want to do. But as I get ready to wrap this up, um, look, at verse, look, at, look at verse 46. And you know, in this time, Elijah, Elijah was, an old, or was older. And the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he girded his loins and ran ahead of Ahab. See, I'm here to tell you that as they ran ahead of Ahab, you know Ahab, he had a chariot and horses. And horses back then, they, they could run. 
But there's something that happens. There's a refreshing that takes place when the rain comes. There's a refreshing and there's an anointing that comes when the rain falls. And I'm here to tell you that in this region, the rain is falling. That you guys are getting ready to give birth to the greatest miracle that the city of Philadelphia has ever seen. In Jesus' name. Today, this morning, as we gather here, some of you are in the labor process right now. <laughs> and some of you, you need to get to that place. And some of you, what's that called? Dilated? Right? I'm not sure. <laughs> but some of y'all are ready to give birth. Wow. I feel that. I feel that so strong in my spirit. So what I want to do is I want to open up these altars. And I want to pray. First of all, whatever I closed in this place right now, if there's anybody in this place that does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now to give your heart over to Jesus. And if that's you, would you just slip your hand up to me? If you need to know who Jesus is. Thank you, God. Yeah, 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 I see those hands. Yeah, I see those hands. Let's give it up for all of them. Let's just raise your hand. Come on, glory to God. Wow. Who Pastor Mark Connection Team, they can connect with some of your people, Dream Team, they're in a shirt. If you raised your hand for that, they, they would like to connect with you right after the service. But I, I want to pray for about three situations. The first one is that you need to get in a position of labor. Some of you need to get in that position of prayer and seeking the face of God for your miracle. Some of you are in this place and you've been in labor for a long time and you feel like it just ain't happening. Today is your day. Today God is going to do it. <laughs> and then some of you are in this place and you're ready to push out that miracle. Let me say that again. I said you're about to push out that miracle. Let's all stand to our feet right now. Let's all stand up. that's you in this place and you say preacher I, I need prayer I need prayer because I've been in this place of labor and it just does not seem like the miracles come some of you are in here today while I feel it in my spirit do not become worried well doing because in due time you shall reap a you shall reap a harvest some of you in this place, are, you're, you're getting weary because the labor is so intensified. But if that's you in this place, I, I want to lay my hands on you. And I want to I, I speak life over you. And I believe God is going to do something amazing in your life today. 
that God is getting ready to set you on the course for greatness. Come on, somebody. Amen. That God is getting ready to do something powerful in your life. That you're about to give labor to one of the greatest miracles that you have ever seen. That God is getting ready to use you in these times. That your time is now. Your time is now. <laughs> yeah, come on. Make your way up here. Come on. Make your way up. Today is your day. Come on. Let's sing something to the Lord. Come on. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.